welcome to day 37 of Shaped by the Word, season 2, the drama of Scripture. And when it comes to Jacob's family, we certainly have more drama than we I uh, have contended for. Mm-hmm. Uh, last week we've seen, and, and by the way, we're seeing God fulfilling His promises to Abraham to uh, make him into a great nation. We've just seen uh, the birth of the patriarchs or the 12 sons of uh, Jacob who would be uh, the heads of the 12 tribes of Israel. And we see this blessing, you know, coming to him, you know, in spite of a lot of dysfunction in the family. We see God's faithfulness in keeping his promise to Abraham, even though we see it's with very imperfect, very flawed people that the promises are, are moving forward. And uh, we continue to see as we pick up in the second half of chapter uh, 30, uh, God blessing and enriching, you know, Jacob in incredible ways. But again, it's in the middle of dysfunction in his family as he and Laban contend for riches with one another, deceive one another, and take advantage of one another. And yet God is still blessing. God is still enriching. God is still moving his purposes forward in spite of what you see in the human vessels. So we pick up uh, in chapter in uh, chapter 30, verse 25, before we do, as always, we, uh, we want to, as James challenged us, to see Scripture as a mirror in which we are able to look in our own heart, but more than that, to see it uh, as a reflection of the heart and the character of the God who, who has given us His Word so that we may know Him and know His ways and uh, have our affections stirred for Him. So before we read, Cindy, do you mind lifting us up with a word of prayer? No, I don't mind. Father, we do um, pray, just as Paul has said, that um, in Your Word even now, that You would stir our affections for You that you would cause our hearts, Father, to um, humbly move in in your direction as you move towards us. And, Father, that you would, um, in your timing and in your way by your Spirit, show us the things in our hearts that we need to see, whether we need to confess, Father, or be encouraged. But, Lord, we just ask that you would be with us as we um, spend time here. And it's in your Son's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Genesis chapter 30, verse 25. After Rachel gave birth to Joseph, Jacob said to Laban, Send me on my way so I can go back to my own homeland. Give me my wives and children for whom I have served you, and I'll be on my way. You know how much work I've done for you. But Laban said to him, If I found favor in your eyes, please stay. I've learned by divination that the Lord has blessed me because of you. He added, Name your wages, and I will pay them. Jacob said to him, You know how I've worked for you, and how your livestock has fared under my care. The little you had before I came has increased greatly, and the Lord has blessed you wherever I have been. But now, when may I do something for my own household? What shall I give you, he asked. Don't give me anything, Jacob replied, but if you will do this one thing for me, I will go on tending your flocks and watching over them. Let me go through all your flocks today and remove from them every speckled or spotted sheep, every dark-colored lamb, and every spotted or speckled goat. They will be my wages, and my honesty will testify for me in the future whenever you check on the wages you have paid me. Any goat in my possession that is not speckled or spotted or any lamb that is not dark-colored will be considered stolen. Agreed, said Laban. Let it be as you have said. That same day he removed all the male goats that were streaked or spotted and all the speckled or spotted female goats, all that had white on them, and all the dark-colored lambs, and he placed them in the care of his sons. Then he put a three-day journey between himself and Jacob, while Jacob continued to tend the rest of Laban's flock. Jacob, however, took fresh-cut branches from poplar, 
almond plane trees and made white strips on them by peeling the bark and exposing the white inner wood of the branches. Then he placed the peeled branches and all the watering troughs so that they'd be directly in front of the flocks when they came to drink. When the flocks were in heat and came to drink, they made it in front of the branches, and they bore young that were streaked or speckled or spotted. Jacob set apart the young of the flock by themselves, made the rest face the streak and dark-colored animals that belonged to Laban. Thus he made separate flocks for himself and did not put them with Laban's animals. Whenever the stronger females were in heat, Jacob would place the branches in the troughs in front of the animals so that they would mate near the branches. But if the animals were weak, he would not place them there. So the weak animals went to Laban and the strong ones to Jacob. In this way, the man grew exceedingly prosperous and came to own large flocks and female and male servants and camels and donkeys. This is the word of the Lord. <laughs> and many times when we we read passages, we're going, where in the world you know, do we see grace? And of course, this comes in the middle of a you know, a much, you know, larger story. But we pointed out, you know, yesterday that you're going to see a lot of, you know, ancient superstition, you know, build its way in, into the text. And so I've been reading this text, you know, for years and I've been looking for an explanation of sticks that are carved so that they have white speckled streaks in them put in front of the troughs. Uh, you know, I guess somehow the power of suggestion uh, is supposed to uh, uh, entice them to mate, you know, only a certain kind but uh, what you'll find out later in the text is the Lord will say to you know Jacob, I have given you these herds, mm-hmm. and here you have you know Jacob being true to Jacob, manipulating circumstances to get what he wants mm-hmm. when it's so unnecessary because the Lord, you know, from the beginning promised that mm-hmm. He would have the birthright, from the beginning <laughs> promised that He would bless him. And rather than looking to the Lord for his blessing, he's look still still the deceiver, still the one who grasps the hill, still the one who's, you know, kind of competing, you know, with another, you know, pretty deceitful person and his uh, father-in-law, you know, Laban. Yeah. Uh, so it's an interesting text altogether. So what are some of the things that you guys see in this text as you read this text? Well, based on what you just said, too, um, you're right. Jacob had the promise, and yet you know, needed to find ways to manipulate things. But it really kind of always boiled back down to not really trusting God in that promise. And I just think about my own life and the areas and the ways that, you know, I either doubt God's promises or His presence and, um, you know, try to, in my own ways, manip- probably manipulate situations. Yes, circumstances or situations in my favor. So, yeah, I think He... Um, he just definitely lacked trust in the promise for sure. Now, and you're right. You know, we all do. We kind of have a, a, you know, a God and kind of plan. Right. I'm trusting God, but just in case God doesn't, you know, show mm-hmm. up in my circumstances, I, I'm going to make sure that I'm, uh, you know, I'm, tr- you know, I'm, I'm looking to other things. I'm trusting myself, and and it's not that you know we don't want to you know be involved. In, in life, and that we don't want to you know, apply ourselves with the good gifts that God has given us, but our confidence needs to be not in in our abilities, but in His abilities, and we need to look past those gifts that He has given us. And of course, you know, Jacob still hasn't made a commitment, you know, to God. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we don't see him, you know, talking, 
you know, about you know God in any very personal way at all. Yeah. Whenever he refers to the Lord, and, and a lot of times you won't even see the Lord referred to in the text, but when he refers to the Lord, it's always in third person kind of relationship to either Isaac or to Abraham. Uh, you know, and so you, you see him uh, still contending for himself rather than you know, trusting God. But you're right, Cindy. We all we all have a little bit of Jacob in us. Oh, yeah. I'm trusting God, but I just in case uh-huh. <laughs> I have a backup plan. And yet we still see God's grace in the middle of all of that, right? Like he, even though he, Jacob is going after these things that he wants with his own power, with his own kind of manipulation, God is still blessing him with these strong um, goats and sheep. So and God's rewarding his deceitfulness. Not necessarily rewarding him, <laughs> but he is in the background. Yeah. Well, I mean, foreground kidding. all the time. But, you know, God is continuing to bless him so that he can finally, Jacob can finally yeah. come before the yeah. Lord and, <clears throat> and see that he was it was him all along. Yeah. Um, which is just really neat because I feel like that we we have that same experience where we think that we're earning here and earning there, working hard to get this and and really all along it's it's God. Um, and this happened because of us. my cleverness or because right. of my ingenuity or because of my talent or because of which my hard, hard you know hard, hard work, yeah. which you know or you know gifts that you know gifts that he has given us and right. a part of it so you know we wouldn't say you know as matt you know tried to apply <laughs> the text that god will bless you in spite of your deceitfulness right. <laughs> i mean you god will bless you because of your deceitfulness but in spite of ourselves god is still working to accomplish his purposes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's you know where the text is leading us and yeah. what and what we're you know what we're seeing through the text yeah. Yeah. i love to kind of the the little note whether jacob knows it or not you know, the little you had before I came has increased greatly. The Lord has blessed you wherever I've been. And I, I don't think Jacob is realizing what's happening in that moment and what he's really saying. But again, that Genesis 12, you know, and all the nations of the earth will be blessed through you, through your line. And we're seeing that unfold even through the deceitfulness and, and trickery and mm-hmm. I mean, on both parties, you know. Mm-hmm. Laban yeah. and, and Jacob are just deceitful towards yeah. towards one another, yeah. manipulative, and yet the Lord continues to bless, not so much because of their character and what they're doing, but yeah. because of his promise to Abraham, you know, that all the nations of the earth will be blessed through him. And, and so that's fascinating to me. I also think it's fascinating to just kind of watch Jacob over time. Not much has changed, you know, as the Lord's been faithful to him and, and gracious, you know, that he's still a man of deceit, and, and we're going to see that this deceit has to be dealt with you know really kind of the character of jacob has to be dealt with before the lord will bring him back into the promised land and so we're, we're kind of watching that and, and being reminded of that, that the lord's still at work in the heart of, of jacob and jacob thinks he can you know be clever and and mm-hmm. deceitful and, and get get what's his or get what he wants and in mm-hmm. the background we're just reminded that it's the lord's doing what the lord does and mm-hmm. Jacob has no idea. <laughs> and, and there's a you know a theological subtext that's underneath underneath all of this. You know, and it, it certainly is. You know that uh, uh, the blessing that God promised Abraham is showing itself in, a, in the most unlikely ways, the most unlikely of circumstances. But it's also the subtext that the people living under the curse are receiving the blessing of God as He works to restore all things. And of course, there's a lot that are, is yet to be restored. Um, both in you know both in the in the patriarchs but also in us but God is working in and through that to 
uh, bring blessing to people uh, under the curse in order that we might know who he is mm-hmm. and, and adore him and, and have our affections you know, stirred you know, toward him. So it is, it, is kind of a, it is kind of a fun text. And it's, you know, obviously um, the blessing of God is, you know, verse 43 has been incredible. Uh, he grew exceedingly prosperous and came to own large flocks and female and male servants and camels and donkeys. And we don't know anything about feeding troughs with camels and Speckles. donkeys, but he's been able to <laughs> trade goats and yeah. trade his way up. And, and so he's, he's a exceedingly wealthy man. Yeah, God went above and beyond what Jacob was even trying to do with the speckles and the spots, but he continued to provide even more than he could have imagined. This isn't very um, holy or spiritual, but I just have to admit that I don't feel bad for Laban at all. (laughs) I feel like he's getting what he deserves. (laughs) Well, they they say, right, that kind of implied in this this text is that principle that Paul's going to pick up on later that you know, we reap what we sow and what goes around comes around, that kind of idea. I mean, you know, that we see play out time and time again. I don't remember Paul saying what goes around <laughs> comes around. But that whole idea of, you know, we yeah. we reap what we sow and we're watching, you know, Jacob reaps what he sows when he meets Laban and now Laban's reaping what he sows when he meets mm-hmm. you know, Jacob. Mm-hmm. And, and you're just kind of watching that unfold. And, and we're reading this whole account thinking this is a mess. You know, but yeah. but thanks be to God that He is a oh, yeah. He's at but, work. But, but, but of course, um, you, you do have that principle. Certainly, you know, do not be deceived. God is not you know mocked. You know, that person will definitely uh, reap what they have sown. But but you do not see the fullness. You know, you see God's blessing yeah. in spite of mm-hmm. that, yeah. and, 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 and and on top of that. And mm-hmm. so, and the same thing is true for us. You know, those of us who are in Christ, we have exceedingly blessed been blessed in Christ in spite of the seed that we have sown. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the seed that's sown in us, of course, that, that bears fruit and brings blessing and all of that. So fun to, fun to live with the patriarchs for a little while and fun to see God working in spite of the human mess that the world finds yeah. itself in and uh, sobering to realize that uh, when he works in and through us, he often finds messy, imperfect, and flawed. Uh, vessels, and, and that's why you know Paul would say we have this exceedingly great treasure in, in jars of clay. The jars are fragile, but the treasure is great. Mm-hmm. Heavenly Father, forgive us for deceitful, manipulative hearts, for striving for things for ourselves that often take us outside of Your grace, uh, but never not covered by Your grace. We thank You that. And all of our striving and all of our manipulations and all of our deceitfulness that you still bless us and that you have provided through Christ Jesus a covering for all of our sin and all of our shame and that you are restoring us everything that we have lost to the ravages of sin. We thank you for your grace. Uh, Call us into greater confidence in your work in us than Mm -hmm. our, our work around you. It's in your holy name we pray. Amen. Amen.